Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Hallelujah. It's good to be here on this Tuesday afternoon with y'all. And uh, we are here on the podcast God's Whole Word because we've got to get the whole Word of God out there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We don't want to leave nothing out. We want to tell you the whole Word of God. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to preface this uh, podcast today. Uh, maybe you might hear it uh, every little bit while we're talking. We got storm going on out there, and there's a lot of thundering going on. So if you hear bada bing, bada boom, bada bang, uh, there's thunder in the background. And, uh, you know, so uh, just bear with me. I hope y'all can hear me when it gets to going because it's been cracking and popping here for a little bit but i thought you know uh i i gotta get on there and i gotta get this done today and uh and the reason that i'm so adamant about getting it done whether there's a storm i didn't even know the storm was coming As a matter of fact i went down to check my mail early i gotta walk down a little ways to the box you know where there's all the boxes in those little uh, carriers or whatever they are you know you take your key and unlock it and all and uh, uh, I walked down there. Everything was fine. I, I didn't see. I tell you, there was sunshine and everything. And I just walked down there, I don't know, probably less than an hour ago. And I'm looking out there now, and I see water in the road, and I see people driving through the water, and I hear the thunder going and the rain are popping and going. And I tell you, things can change in a moment's time. Yes, it can. But don't you know? God don't never change. Hallelujah. Your weather might change. Your life might change. Things around you, the world, oh, they change. Yes, sir. Because I'll tell you what, I've been looking around at this world and the things that are going on, and I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, I would never have thought 10 years ago that we would be where we are today in the world. I'm, I'm not kidding. I... You know, I, I knew that some things were changing, but I would never have thought that I would be sitting here. Well, one, I didn't think I'd be on a podcast. I never, you know, I heard people had those things, and that, and I never thought that I'd be doing that. But, but what I'm talking about is, really, is the is the world and the way that the the mindset of people have just turned everything upside down. And what is that about? Well, you know, uh, when we look at the Word of God, you look at uh, the book of Timothy, I'm, I'm going to go there for just a moment. That's not where I'm going to be with y'all today. Uh, but and we're going to go to a different passage of Scripture. But I'm going I'm to go to Timothy for a minute because I, I just read this the other day and I was thinking, you know, this is the truth. It's the way... Uh, that it goes or how it has been going and all and it just keeps on going all right and so uh in second timothy chapter three it is it says this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come and that word perilous it means dangerous Uh, perilous times shall come and they're going to be dangerous not just physically which we do see that you know i live in the greater houston area not what i mean by that is uh you know there's a lot of little suburbs that they call part of the greater Houston area, if y'all know what I mean. 
And so I, I live in one of those suburbs. I don't live right in the smack nab diddle of Houston, but, um, you know, uh, but in all of this area, you know, there's so much going on and so many dangerous things that are going on. I mean, I tell you what, you get on the freeways of Houston, you better be ready with, you better be ready and right with the Lord. I'll tell you that because you don't know if you're going to come home because some of those folks, they get out there and, uh, you know, you, you, you make one wrong turn in front of them or whatever, and, and you're not driving the way they, you know, too happy about or whatever. And then I'll tell you, they can pull a gun out and go shooting and crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so it's dangerous times. Yes, physically. Uh, I just got a uh, uh, message from somebody. I'm not going to go into names or anything like that, but somebody had sent me a, a message. I get messages periodically for people. They send me messages for us to pray, and uh, I'm, I'm very honored to be able to do those things for folks. And uh, they sent a message that said, can you pray uh, for our, our neighbor? And I had met this young lady uh, a prior I didn't really know her that well, but I had met her, and she's a nice, nice young lady and all. And um, she might think it's funny that I'm calling her a young lady, but I'm older, so I can do that. But anyway, uh, she said, can you pray for her because uh, somebody had tried to kill her the night before, and it was somebody that uh, was in her house and, uh, and a serious thing, you know, just really serious thing, and and she was busted all up and uh, blood everywhere and all, just a real uh, serious thing. Stitches, got to have had stitches and broken, the face all broken up and everything. And it was just a really uh, terrible thing what the young lady had to go through and all. Uh, but, you know, this is dangerous times. And uh, this is somebody that... Um, you know, she was just renting a room out to the person. And, uh, you know, so you, uh, you know, and I think it was maybe because she needed the extra money to help pay bills and all. But, you know, it's dangerous times out there. There's things out there that you've got to be really watchful and mindful of, you know. And this is one of the reasons why I tell folks, look, when the Bible tells you to be sober-minded and to be sober, uh, there's a reason why that you ought to stay away from the alcohol. There's a reason why you ought to stay away from the marijuana and all those things that do that type of a thing to you to make you less sober. You know, some folks, they say, well, I just got to take the edge off. I got to take the edge off and all that bunch of foolish nonsense. And then what you're saying is, I'm going to go against God's word and I'm going to be less than sober because I want to take the edge off. But God said you got to be sober so you can pay attention to what's going on around you. But you know, there's another danger. It's the truth. Not just the physical danger, but to, to Timothy. Well, it's a letter, the second letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy. The Apostle Paul wrote it. And he said, in the last days, perilous times should come. This is not just perilous times in the physical sense, but also in the spiritual sense. Amen. And uh, amen means it's so. It is so. Uh, so there are dangerous spiritual times. And then in verse 2, it said, for men should be lovers of their own selves. It's all about me, myself, and I. Y'all know what I mean? And covetous. 
You know, what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. That kind of behavior and attitude. And boasters and proud. You know, look at me. Look what I can do. And and blasphemers. You know, they don't, they all turn against God and his word. <coughs> and, and literally just blaspheme the name of God. I, I was... Um, Looking at my phone the other day, a little one-eyed demon. I call it a little one-eyed demon, but you know, uh, some people say, why do you do that? Why do you say that? And then you got one. Well, uh, I've realized that some of these things, uh, you know, like computers and all, they can also be a little blasted one-eyed demon too. Um, and you say, well, why do you call it one-eyed demon? Because it got that one eye looking at you. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not being crazy. I'm just, you know, it's just some, it's an old-time way of expressing some things. But I got on that little one-eyed demon phone, and I was looking at it, and I saw this article that popped up, and it was talking about the uh, Satan's temple or something. I don't know if that's exactly the name of it, but anyway. And they were talking about the things that they were doing. They were meeting up at the Marriott Hotel. Oh, my goodness. And they was meeting up there, and they, I guess they got together several hundred people that all got that same old kind of mind. And they literally, as I read the article, I was just absolutely mind-blown at the blaspheme that people are willing to go through. Now, we're talking about people that had come from uh, former Christian homes. Well, I will say this. Homes that claim to be Christians. Just because you say you're a Christian don't mean you are. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to make nobody mad. I'm just telling you the truth because... Uh, you know, the Bible says all lies go to hell. You got to, uh, well, you got your lake of fire. You got your part in the lake of fire, and hell's thrown in the lake of fire. So you know, it's all the same. And so, um, you know, they was having their conference, if you will, and all, and they were going to have what's called an unbaptism. Can you imagine? And they were doing the opposite of everything that Christianity stood for. And they said what they did was uh, they denounced the folks that had been baptized. They were denouncing their baptism. They were denouncing their Christianity. And then somebody would take a Bible and rip the pages out of the Bible. Now, I'm going to tell you that is blaspheme. It is a form of blaspheme. But the Bible says that in the last days that it would happen. You should not be surprised when you read those things. Now, I will tell you, it did take me back for a minute. But the fact is, we shouldn't be surprised because it's right here in the Word of God. It tells you that right here. It says that in the last days, men should be lovers of themselves and covetous and boasters and proud and blasphemers. Disobedient to parents, it says next. Oh, I tell you what. It's gone even beyond just being disobedient to parent. I seen where uh, read another thing. Uh, this uh, person, uh, parent, is was uh, they had corrected their child by taking away they one-eyed demon. They took away the phone because they were being disobedient or whatever it was that the parent didn't want them doing. And that child went and killed that parent. And so we've gone beyond just being disobedient to parent. There's kids that are out there. And just killing their parents because, uh, you know, because they don't want to be corrected. I tell you, it's a, and that's why I said it's a dangerous time. There's dangerous times coming in the end, and here we are. And then it said unthankful and unholy. 
Nobody want to live holy no more. Nobody want to be thankful for what God has done. No, they want to say, I did it, I did it. No, you didn't do nothing. Did you hear what I said? You didn't do nothing. If you think you even got up and served God because you got a mind to serve God, don't you know that even that, even your faith, you ought to turn to God and say, thank you, Lord, for the faith you put in my soul today. Hallelujah. Thank God. And so people become unthankful and they become unholy. Nobody wants to live holy anymore. The Bible says, be ye holy, for I am holy. What part of that do you not understand? What part of that are you so stubborn and ignorant about that you don't want to live a holy life and yet you claim to be a Christian? You say, well, why are you talking like that? Because this podcast was made for Christians to be listening to. But I have found the more that I go on that I see that people who claim to be Christian, you're playing a game. Hmm? You know what that's called, don't you? It's called hypocrisy. You know what hypocrisy means? It means you're lying about your faith. You know what the Bible says about all liars? Y'all are going to have the part in the lake of fire. It says right there in the book of uh, Revelation, chapter 21 and verse 8, go read it yourself. All liars. You're going to have your part in the lake of fire. You know what that means? Liar, liar, pants on fire. You're going to burn. You better repent. You say, well, you don't sound very loving. I'm telling you because I love you. I'm telling you the truth because if you don't get right, hell is for eternity. And that's where we're going to go today. We've got to talk about some of these things. Now, uh, when I left y'all last week, we haven't been on the podcast for a week. Uh, I do believe in taking a little bit of vacation. I had just a, a, a one week of vacation and uh, we had family had a little uh, family reunion and some of our children came and got to see a grandchild and all of that. And I was grateful for the time. And uh, But it's time to get back to work, folks. we got to get back to working for the Father and letting people know, look, we've got to get right. We've got to live for the Lord and we've got to serve Him. Now, what I would like to do, because it is Proverbs, uh, the book of Proverbs that we've been talking about in chapter uh, 6, and verses 16 through 19, it says, These six things doth the Lord hate ye, seven are an abomination unto him. You know what the word abomination is something God hates, and it makes him sick to his stomach. Now, that don't mean God literally has a stomach, because the Bible says God is spirit. But the bottom line is, God is trying to get you to understand something with the way that we relate to things. Have you ever looked at something? Now, this has actually truly happened to me, where I saw some... I remember one time I was working at the turkey plant many, 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 many years ago. And I accidentally stabbed myself. And I did have on, uh, you know, they wear, make you wear the uh, this mash, mesh or mash or mesh. I think it's called mesh. There's a mesh glove, you know. But it's open on the side of your hand, on the outside of your hand, you know. You know where the puffy part of your hand is on the opposite side of your thumb. And uh, and my hand slipped, and that knife went into that little puffy part that wasn't covered by that mesh glove. I poked, and I, and I pulled it out real quick, and it shocked me, you know. And I and then all of a sudden, I realized what I'd done, that I just accidentally stabbed myself. And then I see blood coming out. Well, I don't do well with blood. And I, I called to the supervisor real quick, and I told her, I said, I've stabbed myself. I need to go to the nurse. And she goes, okay, go, go. And so I, I walked down the... Well, it's called a catwalk, I think you call it. And I got down the steps and I got to the 
place where you wash up and rinse because you had to wash up before you went out of that area and I washed up and then I, I felt myself getting weak because I could see it kept bleeding and then I got on to the nurse and I got in the door and I went and I walked in and, and I know the look on my face she realized something was wrong she said what's wrong I said I just stabbed myself she said sit down sit down and I sat down in that chair, and I'm going to tell you, at the minute I sat down, not even the minute, I mean just within seconds after I sat down, I passed out, and I, and I guess when I passed out, I slid off the chair because when I came to, I was laying on the floor, and they were trying to wake me up. And uh, you say, well, why do you say all that? Because the Lord, what he does is he talks about things, and when you look up that word abomination, it, it means it can make God sick to his stomach in the sense that God has given us uh, an analogy. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Just like Jesus when he come, he talked in uh, parables and all that kind of thing. And, you know, there's an analogy of that because we as humans, we understand that sometimes there's some things that we can look at and we can experience by looking at it and, 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 and feeling it or whatever the case may be and it can make us sick to our stomach because that certainly did that to me. Now, I will say this. That affected me because it was affecting me personally. But I've actually seen other people that it's happened to them, and I see them bleeding, not being stabbed, but I mean, I ain't running around with a bunch of stabbing people. But I'm just saying, I've seen other people get like cut pretty bad and uh, for one reason or another, and they were bleeding. And, uh, and I just felt myself getting woozy and going to pass out. And so... You know, and it make me nauseated and all that kind of thing. So the Lord, he's using this analogy and this word that is translated abomination. Uh, in the Hebrew, it's another word. I'm not going to go into all that. But uh, it, it's giving us an understanding that, look, God, we've been made in his image. And God sees things and feels things that bother him to the point that we would understand the analogy. If God says, look, this make me sick to my stomach, it ought to make you understand the analogy. Instead of going on, God don't have no stomach. God don't. You know, I get so sick and tired of people acting like that. They act like they ain't got no sense. Come on. Wake up and smell the Holy Ghost. Huh? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so, uh, God is saying this abomination. And what are the things in verse 16 of chapter 6 of the book of Proverbs? These six things the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. And in verse 17, it said a proud look. And we talked a lot about pride. And now we're on to the second thing. A lying tongue. A lying tongue. That's what we're talking about. Are you a liar? Huh? I tell you what. If you claim to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and you're a liar, you better repent. You understand that? You're going to have to repent. You can't keep lying and say you're going to go to heaven. Have you told a lie today? Huh? Do you tell a lie every time you get backed up in a corner because you don't want to tell the truth and you figure it's a better way to get out of it? Huh? Or out of the trouble that you think you're going to get into? Well, let me tell you something. Do you know every time you lie is being marked down? God's got, hey man, you better, I tell you what, I get so tired of preachers lying to people and not telling them the truth. Don't you know that God's writing everything down? Don't you know he's got the angels and everybody, uh, the angel of the Lord, when I say everybody, I'm talking about all of his angels. He's got angels of the Lord that's keeping notes. Now I got Bible, I can show you some things. And so, but let's look at, 
at what it said in the book of Revelation. He said there's books and then there is the book. You want your name in the book. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because if your name is not in the book, when you get there on judgment day, and we all going to judgment, and your name is not in the book, but all of your actions are in the books, because the book of Revelation talks about both of those things. Yes, it does. Now, if you don't think so, I got my, I got my James uh, Strong's concordance here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna look it up for a minute, huh? And I know it's true because I've read it, so I'm gonna find it because I ain't got no problem with finding it because I know it's there because I've read it. You know, that's the thing. If people would get busy and start searching the Word of God and looking at the truth of God's Word, you wouldn't have to sit there and wonder what the Bible has to say. The Bible tells you what needs to be said, and, and the Bible's not going to leave nothing out. Amen and hallelujah. All right, we're going to go to uh, Revelation chapter 20. I know I said we're going somewhere else, but I, I just want... I just want you to understand because you know what happens is I'll say something and then uh, and then somebody say well he didn't even turn to that verse so he he don't know what he's talking about blah, 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 blah. oh well uh, you know I, I why would I want to lie to you and go to hell for it why would I want to do that why would I want to sit there and tell you something in the Bible that ain't in the Bible you know what I'm saying and so anyway all right so the books all right, let's see. Uh, Revelation 20. Hold on one second. Y'all bear with me now because I'm trying to I'm trying to find this for you. All right. All right. So, uh, Revelation chapter 20 and it says in in uh, verse 12. Now, this is the final judgment and it says and I saw the dead great and small or small and great, excuse me. Small and great. Sometimes I reverse my words and stuff. I don't know why I do that. Uh, stand before God. And the books were opened. Pay attention. The books were opened. And another book was opened. Which was the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. You notice it says the dead. Hmm? Are you dead spiritually? Oh, let me tell you. You better get ready to meet God. You can't be dead spiritually. And we're either going to be alive spiritually or we're going to be dead spiritually. And so it says the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Now, I didn't make that up. That's what it said. But it says there was another book opened also, which was the book of life. Now, look on down. It says, verse, 7, uh, verse 13, And the sea gave up the dead which was in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. Oh, don't think. I don't care where you go. If you're going to be in hell, and you're going to be wherever you are, you're in the sea, you died, and went, uh-uh, the Lord going to find you. <laughs> oh, yes, he will. And it says, in death and hell, uh, let's see, death and hell delivered up the dead which were in it, which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. All of those that had died without the Lord. Are you going to die without the Lord? 
You say, well, I believe in the Lord. Yeah, but are you lying? Because if you keep lying, you're part of the dead congregation, don't you know? You're not part of the living. You're part of the dead. All liars will have their part in the lake of fire. Amen. Now, let's look at verse 14. It says, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. And what does it say? This is the second death. You see, death and hell. Everybody that went to hell, that is going to be thrown in the lake of fire. I've taught that I don't know how many times and told people. Now look at verse 15. It says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Hmm? Now, so there's the book, which is the book of life, and then there's the books. Why does it have to be books? Well, because there's a multiplicity of things that had to be written. Why? Because when you don't put your faith in the Lord, then what happens is you put yourself under the law. Did you know that? You put yourself under the Mosaic law because you didn't put your faith in Jesus Christ. Now, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, it is going to make itself evident by the works in your life. Amen and hallelujah. And I can quote many verses in the book of James. You want me to do that? You want me to take the book of James apart and show you? Huh? Let's go to the book of James for a minute. Since some of you don't believe what I'm saying, you think, well, I can just uh, believe in Jesus and just go right on into heaven and I don't have to do nothing. Is that right? Is that what you say? Well, let's look at chapter 2 of the book of James. It says in verse 19, Thou believest that there is one God, thou dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. Huh? You ain't any different than the devil just because you believe. Come on now. Wake up and smell the Holy Ghost. And then it says, Verse 20. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? You're a vain, empty person if you think that. He said you are just vain. You're empty. You don't understand. That faith without works, faith without works is dead. So if you lie, you're going to go to hell. All liars have their part in the lake of fire. You think it don't make you no liar when you meet Jesus and you put your faith in him and all of that and then you just keep on lying? You think that, that gonna, that's not going to do nothing but put you right beside the devil in hell? Because the Bible says that the devil believed too. The only difference between that and your belief is that your belief is supposed to move you to obey Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you what, the Lord don't want you lying. You better stop that. Don't you know that the Apostle Paul said those that steal, steal no more. Those that lie, lie no more. You got to quit that. Because you're going to have your part in the lake of fire. Don't sit there and tell me because you follow Jesus that you can sit there and lie. You can't lie. Don't you know it's an abomination unto God? God said in Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 17. He said seven things God hates and we're on number two. Huh? God don't want you lying. You think you're going to get away with it? You're not going to get away with it because there's the books. The books. And God is going to write down everything that you're doing. 
You say, well, I got my faith to cover me. Well, according to chapter 19, you ain't any different than the devil if you won't obey. Huh? Because it said, but thou wilt thou know, vain man, that faith without works is dead. Huh? Oh, my God. In verse 24, my Lord, help people to see. It says, ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to your own self. If you think that uh, you you can just keep on lying and everything's going to be fine. No, it ain't. You're going to burn. Do you smell? Do you smell it? Huh? Do you smell that brimstone and fire? Huh? Because if you're a liar, you're going to smell fire. That's what's going to happen. God don't want you doing that. He wants that to stop. All right? Now, shall we move on? It says, verse 26, For as the body without the spirit is dead. Don't you know when you're spirit? How many of you have ever, have you ever watched somebody pass away? Now, I watched my mama pass away <clears throat> several years ago. And she was uh, uh, in a, uh, the, well, it was like a hospital. It was a, and she was, her life was going out. And I was there and all of our family were around her when her spirit left her body. But you know when my mom's spirit left her body and you hear that, that sound that goes out as the spirit's leaving their body. And, and then the doctor came in and, and checked the heart and, and she was gone. But do you know what? Her body was still there. Her, her spirit didn't leave. It's not like she disintegrated the minute her spirit left. No, the body was still sitting there or laying there. And, and so... Yeah, it, it said right here, it says, For as the body without the spirit is dead. See, the thing of it is, when my mama's spirit left her body, there was not going to be any more conversation between her and I. That When my mama's spirit left her body, she wasn't going to get up out of that bed and go to the bathroom. No, she wasn't. Uh-uh. She wasn't going to be able to carry on no conversation with me anymore. No, because her spirit left her body. And the Bible says that just as the spirit leaves the body, it says, So faith without works is dead also. So if you ain't got no works to back up your faith and you keep lying and you think everything's fine, no, it's not. You better you better hear me now. I'm telling you right now, I'm trying to tell you because I'm trying to get you out of the fire of hell because if some of you think that because you got faith in Jesus, you can just keep on lying. No, you cannot. You cannot. You're lying to yourself. And the devil's trying to get you to believe that lie. He sure is. The devil wants you to believe that lie. Let's look at the book of Revelation again. Huh? We're going to look at the book of Revelation. Let me see if I can find that verse. Uh, let's see. Alright. It says in verse uh, Revelation 21 and verse 8. It says, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable huh? the fearful and unbelieving isn't that amazing I say fearful you know why you know why they're fearful because they were too afraid to serve God they were too afraid oh I, I don't want to serve the Lord because uh, you know my friends my friends my friends they ain't going to love me no more if I serve the Lord my friends ain't going to want to be there for me when I serve, I'm serving the Lord and they gonna, you know that kind of thing I've heard people talk like that I, I've seen people you know they get in and they serve the Lord for a little while and then because you know, things are different. You know, your, your friends or family or whatever, they say, well, we don't want to be around you because you just, one of them holy rollers, they won't be around you. 
and all that kind of, and and then they finally get to this place where they don't, uh, they they're not staying focused in the Lord and staying full of the Holy Ghost, and allowing themselves to be a part of the family of God. And you say, well, that sounds like a cult, blah blah blah. You know what? That's how the Bible talks when it comes to the family of God. They they are a family to you. They. They are there to support you and to be an encouragement to you and to pray for you. Now, we're not talking about some crazy stuff like going off to Africa and buying some plot somewhere and everybody's hunkered down. I ain't talking about that stupid nonsense. Huh? And that's right. That's stupid nonsense. I ain't talking about that stuff. I ain't talking about like none of that Jim Jones stuff. Oh, we're going to go over here and buy a plot and everybody's going to drink a bunch of Kool-Aid when somebody comes. We ain't talking about that stupid nonsense. But we're talking about the Word of God, where the Word of God makes it clear that the church of the living God, we're supposed to be there for each other. You're supposed to be there to support one another and encourage one another and all that kind of thing. And, and they are a family to you. That's the way it's supposed to be. But, you know, unfortunately, there's people that get pulled back out of the church. They get pulled back out of the truth. Now, I ain't talking about just any church. I'm talking about the church that preaches the truth. Because when you go to church that preaches the truth, people don't want to hang around there. Oh, they don't mind going to these fake, phony churches. huh? Oh, there's a lot of them in Houston. Oh, a really big one, too. Oh, yeah, there's a big one. Fake, phony church. Living up there in a $12 million mansion, driving a $300,000 sports car. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You say, who are you to judge? I ain't judging. The Word of God did. You, 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 the Bible says you know them by their fruits. Huh? And don't get me started on that stuff. Anyway, but the bottom line is, it says here, it says, but the fearful, you won't be afraid to serve the Lord. And unbelieving and the abominable. You know what the word abominable means? It means those that commit abomination. Huh? Huh? So, so now let's talk about that for a minute. Abomination. I know in this day and age, so many people, they want to look at Leviticus chapter 18 and, uh, and they want to talk about people uh, that even to the point where they'll say, oh, even if you, uh, you know, you got same-sex attraction and that kind of thing and just really uh, taking the word of God and, and twisting what it's actually uh, meant to speak and to say. And yes, I believe that the verse that talks about man shall not lie, lie with man as he does with the womankind. I believe in that verse, and, and I believe that it needs to be obeyed uh, in the sense of what it is actually interpreted to mean. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks that will say a lot of things and do a lot of things. All right? And they're going to be very quick, and I notice this. I, I find it interesting that they're very quick to point those things out. But when you turn around to those same people and you say to the women, all right, let's look at this now. Let's look at Deuteronomy 22.5 because it also talks about an abomination there too. How come you're not listening to that one? You say, what are you talking about? Well, Deuteronomy 22.5, it says, man shall not put on that which pertains to a woman and woman shouldn't put on what pertains to a man. Huh? Now, for many, many uh, years and years and years and years, you, you, you've seen a change with the women. Now, I'm not slamming women. All right, because if it wasn't for a woman, I wouldn't be here. My mother birthed me. You understand what I'm saying? So, but the bottom line is that the Bible's talking about a certain thing. When the Lord said that which pertain, he means exactly what he's saying. And, you know, there's some preachers, they think they've got it going on because they think that they've taken that 
scripture apart and tried to twist it up to mean something else. No, God meant exactly what he said. So my question to you women who claim to be Christian, why in the world are you so busy? And I see a lot of them. I see so many of them that are uh, pointing out certain things. Now, now I will say, and, and many people know that this is honest truth, and I talk about these things not only here on this podcast, but I talk about them, uh, preach about certain things uh, on our YouTube uh, ministry, The Eunuch Preacher. And we talk about the fact that, you you know, if you've been a part of the gay agenda, because there is an agenda, uh, and uh, you, the Lord wants you to come out from among there, that doesn't mean that, you know, you that you're not going to have uh, maybe same-sex attraction or whatever and, and any of those things. And I'm not, I'm not going to get into all the detail of it today. But the bottom line is that uh, <clears throat> there's, there's an agenda that, follows all of these type of things now one thing i do want to say is that satanist church that i was talking well i don't know when you want to call it a church but the satanist temple is what they said i think is what they called it they said they've got a lot of people from the l i always get it mixed up lgbtq um now see i used to be part of what was called the gay community and it was just easy to say it that way but they got all these letters and everything added in now um but um Anyway, you know, there's so many people, and I see a lot of women, and I said, as I said, I'm not slamming women, but the fact is, there's some of them, they got their pants on. You got your pants on. And you, and you know, the Bible said not to wear that which pertaineth to a man. You full well know pants pertains to a man. You know that. But the fact is, you want to twist it, and you want to say, well, these are made for women. No, they never were. Not according to the scripture, they never were. The only one that there was ever a, anything that was a in a resemblance of pants was not made for a woman, it was made for a man, and I can prove that in the scripture. Huh? You can look at Aaron. Uh-huh. You know who Aaron is, don't you? If you study the word of God, you ought to know. Aaron is, is Moses' older brother. Huh? And and the scripture literally says how God instructed that there was a certain type of uh, clothing that was going to be put upon him and they if you read it you understand those are pants that were made for him and of course they took on a much uh, longer uh, portion later on in modesty going along with modesty and all that because our bodies is the temple of the holy ghost and that's something that people get mixed up too they don't seem to understand look israel was not <laughs> they were not baptized with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost did not live inside them. Uh, but the church of the living God, you baptize with that Holy Ghost. That Holy Ghost is inside of you. This is the temple. It is the temple of God. And so you're going to have to understand, there's going to be things that are going to actually be required of those that walk with God that's going to be much stricter than what even Israel understood and knew. Because this is the temple. The body cannot be, uh, you know, used in a improper way. Now, I'm not sure if aggregarious is the right word. I might be using that word in, improper. So, but, but you know, I see women that uh, they got even on the podcast, they own podcasts, and and even women that claim to be bishops. They aren't. They ain't no woman bishop. The Bible don't teach that. 
Now, I don't have a problem with women preaching. I've seen some women that could just out-preach a few men I've seen uh, that God has given them anointing. But you women, you can't be no bishop. I don't care how you twist the word of God. You can't do that. Because that is a position that only a man is allowed to take. Now, that doesn't mean a woman can't be a preacher. And I've said that. You know, the Bible talks about uh, a prophetess. Uh, those even in the church that prophesy, the Bible talks about the woman having her head covered in First Corinthians chapter uh, eleven. Talks about the woman having her head covered if she prays or prophesies, and that word prophesies basically meaning preaching. Now I know there's a lot of folks they're gonna turn that up one side and down the other. And, oh well, it means this, it means that, you know, because some uh, churches will not even allow a woman to get behind a pulpit. Uh, and I'm not, again, I'm not getting into all that. But what I am saying to you is, I believe that uh, there are women that are called to preach, but you can never be called to be a bishop. God did not call you to do that. And so, um, and there's a difference. Now, some people say, well, you know, when you look up uh, the word bishop and you look up the word pastor, they can be interchangeable. They can be interchangeable, but there's a very distinct meaning to that as well. And if you don't know that, you ain't studied the Word of God long enough to know. And so until you do, don't make no comment until you know, because you gotta, you've got to take all of the Word of God in perspective and understand. So I said all that to say this. Why is it that you take your uh, understanding of the book of Leviticus in chapter 18, uh, you know, men, I believe it's uh, verse 22 is what they use. I'm going to look at it real quick because I want to make sure that I'm uh, quoting that correctly here. Uh, but, you know, so many people, they're so busy uh, about quoting Scripture, but they're not, they're not willing to study. You know what I'm saying? And that creates all kinds of problems. It really does for a lot of folk. Yeah, it is verse 22. It's chapter 18, verse 22 of the book of Leviticus. and says, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind is an abomination. In other words, there's something very specific that God is talking about. And there, it does not take a whole lot of study to get an understanding of what exactly that is meaning. But you, you've got, uh, you know, there's something very specific. There's a very specific, uh, I will say this, God was mentioning something very specifically sexually. And uh, you've got people that are going to take that verse and they're going to run with it. And it should be preached. Uh, I believe emphatically that that scripture should be obeyed. It should be interpreted properly and it should be obeyed. Now, if it's not interpreted properly, then the ability to obey it uh, for some folks... Uh, that that is going to be a difficult thing. Now, when I say that, I know that there's some people, your eyebrows are going to go up and your mouth is going to start running because you, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to encourage you to go study the Word of God. Look at the Word of God. And I'm telling you emphatically, I absolutely believe that that scripture should be obeyed. Because God didn't say it for no reason. He said it's abomination, and you better not do it. And I'm going to say this, and I know this is going to make people on the left, because if there's anybody on the left listening, because I know some of you, you you've uh, decided to listen to this podcast, and you have clicked on to do or whatever, 
and downloaded it to listen to. And I don't know who you are. But I know some people are listening to it so that they can twist whatever I say. Now, I know you do. I know some of you do. I'm not, uh, I'm not whistling Dixie. I know some of you do that. You're listening just to twist what I'm saying. Now, what I'm going to say is this, Leviticus uh, 18 20, and verse 22. God means what he says, and he says what he means. And you better not disobey him. And so when he says man shall not lie with mankind as with womankind, you better find out what he's talking about when he says as with womankind. You better find out what he's talking about. And you better obey it. And I'm going to say this, and I know this is going to make a lot of folks on the left angry with what I'm getting ready to say. I know that there are going to be people that probably even would just love to kill me with what I'm getting ready to say. And when I say on the left, I'm talking about all these left-leaning folks that, uh, you know, I'm not ignorant to, to the life I lived life as a gay man for a long time. I don't use that term anymore. That's the reason why we call it the eunuch preacher. Uh, it's a ministry, the eunuch preachers. Uh, and I will be discussing that more, more intently uh, in time, not too far from now, on the eunuch preacher. And you can uh, find that on YouTube. Uh, I think that you can just punch in the eunuch preacher and... Each, uh, the letters are, or the words are all separated, the eunuch preacher. Uh, the word eunuch is spelled capital E and then U-N-U-C-H, eunuch, the eunuch preacher. And each of the first uh, letters of each of those words is capitalized and then the rest of them are just lowercase letters, the eunuch preacher. And you can, you can uh, however you get connected up with the YouTube, you can find that on there. But we have our uh, worship service on Saturday and uh, we're not a church uh, per se, but we are a ministry, and we have our worship service, and we sing and praise and worship the Lord, and all those things, and and uh, just giving God the glory, and have a message uh, that is geared towards reaching the lost, because it's about doing our Father's business and reaching those that are lost. And then on Wednesday nights we have our Bible study, which is also under the Eunuch Preacher. But you'll be able to see the differentiation between them when you look at the Eunuch Preacher and all those things that have been downloaded. That's different services. Uh, it will say Wednesday night Bible study, so you'll know the difference. And the Wednesday night Bible studies, they are geared uh, towards uh, once you've reached the people and you preach to them Jesus Christ and Him crucified, and that you need to repent. Uh, you know, because I'm going to say that over and over and over, you're not going to get saved if you don't repent. And that means you're going to have to turn from your wickedness. You're going to have to turn from your sin. But um, uh, on Wednesday night, we are geared towards preaching and teaching those that we've reached, those that have made their mind up to uh, put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and they want to learn how to walk with God. And so in our Wednesday night Bible studies, we're teaching people how to walk with the Lord uh, through those lessons. Uh, walking through the word of God because you can't serve God by somebody getting up in the pulpit and saying well this is what I think well I don't care what you think and anybody that sits there and says well I want to listen to this preacher because I want to see what they think no I don't care what you think it's what does God's word say because everything goes back to the word of God in the book of Peter it tells us in no uncertain terms that uh, everything is given to us by God for for life and godliness. Matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn there too because you know I've quoted that several times and I know some people say, oh he don't even he just quote thing and he he don't even go to it and 
I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I've been dealing with that kind of stuff. Now, so let, it's Second Peter uh, chapter 1 and verse 3. It, say, it says, well, I'm going to read verse 2. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Comma. All right, and then it goes to verse 3. Because, see, this used to be uh, the letters that are written in the Word of God. There was no verses uh, and chapters. I'm so grateful that there later on was people that had a mind to do that because it helps us to find uh, different passages in the Word of God. But it was like a continual letter. So uh, we're just reading on, and it says, Through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus, uh, and Jesus Christ our Lord, or Jesus our Lord. And verse 3 says, According as His divine power hath given unto us, according to God's divine power. Now God's got all power. And according to that divine power, I've given us all things that pertain. That word pertain actually was not in the original text. You're going to notice that when you study. And if anything's in like, it's like italics. In other words, the letters are kind of slanted. Well, that means it wasn't in the original text, but it's added there to kind of help you understand. And uh, it says, given us unto, uh, all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge. How? How? How do we get this this uh, uh, thing of understanding what, what God has given us for life and godliness? Through the knowledge. Through the knowledge of Him. We're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Through uh, the knowledge of Him that have called us unto glory and virtue. God has called us unto glory and virtue. And if you don't know that Jesus Christ is God yet, you're going to learn if you stay with us. I'll tell you what, we'll talk about the fact that Jesus is God Almighty. Hallelujah. There is but one God. Don't you know the book of James? We read it that, that earlier. It said, don't you know there's one God? You say, well, I don't believe Jesus is God. I've had a conversation with somebody who told me one day, well, I believe there's one God, but I don't believe Jesus is God. But they believe he's the son of God. I said, wait a minute. I said, don't you know that the term son of God, the Jews understood that that meant he said he was God. They, they got that. They understood that. Now, I could keep saying these things and keep turning to verses and keep turning to chapters and keep telling you, but I want to get on with my subject so we can get on. And not my subject, but the subject that God has put on my heart. And he said, I want you to, I want you to teach these things that are abominations, these seven things to people that they might understand. And God don't like a lying tongue. So that's what we've been talking about. All right. Now, I said we're going to be going uh, to certain uh, past the scripture, and I'm really got to get on because we've already talked 50 minutes, and so I'm gonna go to if y'all gonna follow me. Now I'm in the King James version, not the New King James version. I don't go down that road, and there's a reason why I don't, because some of those things have been twisted up. Some of them have not been interpreted properly, and I know, and I know that's true. Not because I'm in anybody with any great knowledge, but the same same concordances that I use. Other folks use, and I'm I'm looking at that one day. I went to the Bible bookstore, and I happened to look at it because I thought, well, I'm going to see what this is about. And I happened to turn to a certain verse, and I thought, whoa, what did they do here? Why did they turn that around to say that? That's not what that's talking about. And, and, and you know that when you get out the concordances and you look the words up. But anyway, that's a whole other subject. All right, so Matthew chapter 5, and then we're going to go on to to verse 22. Now, I'm going to read this, and I've I, I got a reason why I want to say this. 
This is the words of the Lord. And then we're going to go over it for just a moment. But it says, <clears throat> Jesus said uh, in verse 21. Let's start with verse 21, chapter 5 of the book of Matthew. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time. He said, you've been listening to this for a long time. That thou shalt not kill, and whoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Verse 22. But I say unto you. Now, there's some folks who say, well, so Jesus changed what God said? No, not at all. Jesus is God. So what he's doing is he's come in the flesh. God has fathered himself a body. It is the Son of God. We uh, beheld his glory as the Son of the living God. And God has fathered a body, and his spirit is in that body. The Bible says, All the fullness of the Godhead dwelleth in Jesus bodily. That is in, uh, in uh, Colossians 2nd uh, chapter uh, and uh, verse 9. Chapter 2, verse 9 of the book of Colossians. All the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in Jesus bodily. And so uh, God fathered the body. And the spirit of the almighty God dwelling in him, living in him. And he's speaking and he's talking. And the reason why he's doing what he's doing <coughs> is because the Lord has come. And walking among us in a fleshly body and teaching us more details about what he said, you see. And so when the Lord said, you know, you heard of old time, thou shalt not kill. And you're going to be in danger of the judgment if you do. He said, but I'm going to tell you something else. And so this is God speaking through the mouth of the Son of the living God. And he said, now, I'm going to give you a little bit more detail so that you get what I'm saying. Because what they were doing was, well, as long as I don't kill... As long as I don't kill, I can do this, this, and this. You see. But Jesus saw that kind of stuff that people are doing. He said, now. He said, you've heard that you can't do that. He said, but verse 22, he said, but I'm going to tell you something. He said, I say unto you, and I just, just kind of paraphrase that. He said, I'm going to tell you something. Huh? You ever heard somebody talk like that? You better sit down because I'm going to tell you something. I, I've talked to my children like that when they were growing up. Sometimes they would get sideways and acting foolish. And I say, and you know, sit down. I say, I'm going to tell you something. I say, you better straighten yourself up because I'm not going to put up with that. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, sometimes my kids, you know, they're grown now. And they some of them come and visit us this last week. And they say, ooh, boy, sometimes you'd say things and we get scared. I say, well, I meant to. I said, I meant to put the fear of God in you because I wanted you to stop what you were doing. And they said, well, yeah, you did. And they said, especially when you look at us a certain way and they just scare the daylights out of them. And I wasn't just, you know, I wasn't being mean or hateful to them, but I wanted them to understand, look, I'm not going to put up with certain things because I'm, I'm, I'm daddy in the house. And I'm going to tell you, look, we, we, we don't run down this road. This is the way that we're going to run in this house because we serve the Lord. Because I, I tell them, what I do and what I say and how I've raised you, and I told them that this week, I said, how I raised you, I raised that way because the Lord gave me instruction to raise my children like that. And I said, I had to tell you. I said, now what you do with it now that you're grown, I said, that's your business. I'm done with my part, and now you got to stand on your own because, uh, you know, you're not, you're not going to be saved just because I taught you something. If you didn't listen to it, I can't help that, you see. And uh, so, verse 22, it says, But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause, 
Lord didn't say you couldn't be angry with somebody. But this word anger is also very specific because sometimes when you see the word anger translate it's uh, translated into english and it'll say anger well you got to look the word up and you got to look uh, look it up more than just once you can't assume that it's the same word because it's not always the same word in the greek uh translated from the greek sometimes that word anger it might be translated in english as anger but if you look at another verse and you see the word anger they can be actually two different words but the best word that they could do in the English language was just translated anger. But some of the words translated, and this being that specific one, it meant anger that is literally causing that person to become very furious with that person. Very, very furious with them to, to the point of wanting to hurt them. You know, they, they're very upset and they're very angry. Now, some anger is just, you're just really angry, but there's some anger that leads people to want to hurt somebody or to kill somebody and so on. And he said, but he said, but one, he said, it's understandable that you might be angry. You know, somebody may have been a, a, a drunk driver and they hit your family's car and they all died. You see what I'm saying? And somebody is going to be angry a lot, a lot of times. I'm not talking about everybody, but... Uh, some people are going to be so angry because you've killed their families, you, you know, because you were drinking, their family members because you were drinking and you and you wiped them out. I've seen that happen. I remember I saw two different court hearings that were going on. They were major court hearings a, a few years ago. And um, I saw the difference between the two families. And they both claimed to be Christians. They both did. But I saw this one family, they were... Uh, literally had brought their son's blood-spattered Bible because when he was shot by the person that blood splattered on the Bible, and, and she was willing, the mother, she said, I want to give this to you because I know that my son would want you to, he would want me to forgive you. And she, she said, I do. I forgive you, and I know that my son wants to see you in heaven. And the judge, everybody in the court was crying. Even the judge was moved. And he said, in all my years of being a judge, he said, I've never been so moved in all my life with the, the care and concern for the one that's actually killed their son. And he was a young man. He was only like 20, 21 when he got shot and died. And he was coming from Bible study. So you can imagine. Now, I saw uh, another court hearing a little while later, and uh, something similar had happened. But these people, they claim to be Christian too. And the person looked at them and told them, I hope you rot in hell. So there was a difference in their demeanor and their way uh, of expressing themselves and what they were saying. And it uh, didn't seem like they really wanted to lend a hand of forgiveness to the person. And, I, I you know, I, I'm not here to stand in judgment over that. I'm, I'm just saying I know it's got to be hard for anybody who has lost a child because somebody has taken their life, whether that be out and out, just flat out murdered them, shot them, killed them, stabbed them, whatever it was, or if it was through the means of, um, like, somebody that's drinking and they, you know, they're drunk and they hit a family's car and, and they all died. I've seen that happen, um, not physically with my eyes, but I've heard of those things happening. And so Jesus says, he says, you know, he said, whosoever is angry, you might be angry, he said, but whosoever is angry with, uh, with his brother without a cause. You know, you, there's some people, hear me, 
And when it says without a cause, that don't mean that you can just come up with whatever you want. You, you know, you can't be angry with them just because uh, you can't be furiously angry with them because that word actually translates that way. It's a very intense anger to the point of wanting to hurt them. Uh, you can't have such an intense anger towards that person. Now, I don't mean you get to carry it through uh, with whatever might have went through your mind, but uh, it, you got this feeling going on inside you. And, and the Lord said, without a cause. In other words, you can't just say, well, I got a cause because they made me mad. They were always uh, mistreating me when I was little. You, you know, like always teasing me or something. You know what I'm saying? You can't just use whatever cause. No, there's got to be a probable cause. Have you ever heard that in court? Probable cause. Well, the Lord's going to say the same thing under the law of Moses. The same thing. There had to be a real probable cause, something that's going to uh, lend to the fact that, that your anger has gone over there. You say, well, what's it got to do with the liar? Oh, we're going to get there, but I want you to understand what's going on here. And so... Uh, he said, but I say unto you that whosoever to anger with the brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. All right? Now, that word judgment is talking about a tribunal justice system. And that is what was going on in Jesus' day because a lot of people don't seem to understand in the word of God. Jesus, when he was born, he was born under the law, under the law of Moses. The law of grace had not, well, some people call it the law of grace. Some people don't. But what some people call the law of grace, Christians they use that term a lot of times. But uh, you're still going to be judged under the Mosaic law if you don't put your faith in Jesus Christ. And we saw that, that there's books. There's books as opposed to the book of life. And there's a reason for that. Because if you're not going to put your faith in Jesus Christ, then out come the books. And everything that was ever listed that you ever did, ever said, no matter what it was, every single sin you ever committed is going to be in there. That's why there's books. Not just one, but many, many, many. Multiplicity of books because everybody that would not put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and obey and walk with him as the book of James teaches us that our faith without works is dead. No, you, you, better, you better make sure you're living right and so you can't be walking around lying. You, you, you think you're going to be able to lie to your wife about where you've been? Huh? And you claim to be a Christian? Especially you, that uh, you're, you're a preacher. Uh, and I say this because I've been there. I know. Okay? Because I remember, and I've given my personal testimony and some things, and I remember that uh, things that went on with me. And I went to a preacher, and I was explaining to them and expressing to them uh, certain things that I've been struggling with and I, I was looking for some spiritual counsel and one thing led to another well that preacher said to me one day when I said where does your wife think that you are he said well I just told her I was out doing church business huh? and so and I'm not going to go into detail over that right now but you can look back on some previous podcasts and look up the testimony my testimony and you'll find that but, uh, but you know, there's some folks, they, you know, they, they say they've been called to the ministry, and they very well may have done that, been called to the ministry, but because they stopped walking in the Spirit of the Lord. You may have been baptized with the Holy Ghost, but, but uh, if you don't continue to walk in the Spirit of God, you're going to be walking after your flesh. And what the flesh does is going to cause you to lie. And so if you're a preacher listening to this, 
and you've been lying to your own wife about where you are and you doing you say you're doing church business and you counseling people but you counseling people trying to get in their pants or up a woman's skirt i'm gonna tell you what god sees everything you're doing and you're lying to your wife so you're gonna give an account to you to to them or your spouse or whoever 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 it is that you got that you are married to that you are committed to for the rest of your life that you have literally been married to and you sit there and you use the the word of god and the ministry to try to facilitate your fleshly desires because because you don't want to serve god right and you know that sin almost invariably almost invariably most sins one way or another are going to involve a lie almost every time now i'm not going to say every single time but most of the time adultery it's going to involve a lie oh yeah it is because because when when they say well we're, we're, oh i have a business conference to go to oh do you really well maybe you do but you giving your wife the impression that you're going to be faithful or or maybe it's a wife there's on going on business conference and you you're not being faithful to your husband it could be that way too I, i've seen all of that going on or you you know you and your spouse you know you got uh you know each of you got different directions you're going with your career and that and it takes you in different places and all that and you're sitting there lying through your teeth about what you're doing or maybe uh you you're lying in a different way maybe it didn't straight out come out of your mouth huh Oh, you know, there's people that do that. Uh, and they will give this impression that they have been doing what's right. But they're just lying through their teeth. Do you know uh, that what the Bible said? Do you remember that we read in the book of Revelation that all liars have their part in the lake of fire? That is Revelation 21 and 8. Hmm? That's, that's part of it. But, of course, it, it involves these other folks, too, the fearful and the unbelieving. And then it talks about, I think, even the whoremongers, which is a male prostitute. If you're a male prostitute and, and, or you're a male whore, see, they're not the same thing. You say, what do you mean? Because you can be a whore and not take charge of dime, but you're just a whore or a whoremonger. A whoremonger is a male whore. So you may be a whore just because you, you're going around dropping your pants or your skirt or whatever got going on. Most women wearing pants. Well, you know what? You better quit committing an abomination. Because the Bible says right there in Revelation uh, 21.8, I'm almost certain that's what I read. Now, I'm sure that I did. I'm going to turn there again because I, I don't want to misquote nothing now. It says verse 8 of chapter 21 of verse Revelation, but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers. Do you know what a sorcerer is? Look up the word sorcerer. What's that talking about? It's talking about people doing drugs because the word uh, sorcerer actually comes from word, uh, 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 I can't pronounce it right, it's pharm pharmacia, some, something that way, but it's where we get our word uh, a pharmaceutical type thing. Now, that don't mean that we can't take um, medication that we need from the doctor, but this is talking about uh, drugs. They're illicit drugs. They're not you know, it is involving drugs that are also going to be involving as well uh, anything that has to do with uh, anything that is under the guise of sorcery. And there are many things that are under the guise of sorcery. Those palm readers, I'm going to tell you what, if you're a Christian and you're going to a palm reader, you better, you better stop that because you're going to go to hell if you don't stop doing that. And I'm not kidding because this is, a, you better listen. 
Now, I'm not being mean to you, and I'm not being hateful to you. I'm trying to help you out. But if you think that you can go to those palm readers and, and, and all of that kind of stuff, or, or you're doing other things, huh? you're looking at that horoscope newspaper, you better quit that. Because that's all part, of, it goes under the heading of the sorcery. You better quit that. Huh? Or maybe some of you Christians, you, you don't want people knowing you're smoking pot and you're going off. And you better quit that. Because all of that stuff, Bible, there's so many verses, verse after verse after verse after verse after verse about being sober-minded and, and uh, uh, all of these different things that we understand that come under that heading of being less than sober. But sorcery is something is really specific uh, that is actually going on today. Because people have gotten into so much stuff. When you listen, if you find that uh, thing about the Satan temple, and you listen to some of the things that they get involved with and the things that they say, it, it all... Let me, let me say this to you. When I continue to re read that article, they were trying to make it sound like uh, that they are a justice system. Okay? You can read it and you can see. And they trying to make it sound like, oh no, we were doing right by people. Oh, we got justice for people. Oh, we, we're reaching out and we're, we're trying to do right by people because the Christians just don't know how to do that. You see. Now, granted, there are some Christians that have not acted right. Just like the, the man of God that I went to many, year, many, many years ago. And I was wanting counseling. And, uh, and, and one thing led to another. And he continued to try to um, uh, pull me into a, to a sexual relationship with him. And, and, and no concern about adultery. No concern. And this was a pastor. Now I said you can look on uh, my... You can look on the... Um, Podcast, you can find my testimony on that. It'll get more talking about that. But I, I wanted to talk to y'all because uh, about some of these things. Because the murderers, whoremongers, verse 8, sorcerers, idolaters, anything that takes the place of God. And it says, and all liars. It tells you that. It's going to make sure that you understand it's not just liars. It's not just liars. That's not what it says. It says all liars. And when God says all liars, listen to what it says, shall have their part in the lake of fire. Actually, it says the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And, and, and when we're reading this in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 22, it says, But I say unto you, whosoever is angry with his brother and uh, without a cause shall be in the danger danger of the judgment, which is a tribunal justice system uh, that they had. And it says, and whoever uh, shall say to his brother, Raka, the word Raka, uh, that actually means you're worthless. Okay, and that could be a serious thing back then in those days uh, to to say such a thing. There were very serious accusations. And but he said. Uh, they shall be in danger of the council. Now, when you were to look up the word of council, in other words, it can go a step further, but you're still under a, a worldly judicial system, uh, which means, uh, that word council means the it's a Jewish uh, Sanhedrin council is what it was. And uh, it, it says that some of them, they're going to be under that council 
with the same charges. He said, you you might go uh, to the judgment. You might go to a tribunal justice system here on the earth. And you might go before the Sanhedrin. You, you might end up doing that. Okay? Because you have made accusations out of your anger towards your brother. and But he says here, he said, I want you to hear this though. He said, but whosoever shall say, thou fool shall be in danger of hell fire. That's what Jesus said. He said, but he said, listen, he said, you might get away with certain things because you might go before this uh, tribunal justice system here on the earth, or you might be before the Sanhedrin. But here's the deal. If you go so far as to get so carried away with what you're saying, you know, when you look up these words and you find that he says, uh, you have accused your brother and you have said to him, thou fool. Those words, thou fool, means stupid blockhead. Look it up. He said, if you go far enough that you're going to be willing to say those things, because what it is is that they were publicly making these statements to try to literally, and they're false statements, because he said you're, you're saying them out of anger for some reason that, doesn't, that you don't have a real cause for, and you have actually damaged this person's reputation. So we're talking about false accusation, really, is what's going on. He said, if you do that, he said, you're going to be in danger of hellfire. Now that word hell there, because there's several words hell trans, or translated uh, from the Greek into English that's translated hell. And you've got to look up each one of them because they don't all mean the same thing. But this word here, hell, it means eternal torment. Oh yeah. So Jesus talks about it. This word means eternal torment with fire. That's why he said hell fire. He said if you're going to be uh, busy falsely accusing, now let me ask you something. If you're going to be busy falsely accusing, and you're going to, and Jesus said you're going to be in danger of hell fire, which means torment with fire, a fiery fire is exactly what it says, and lightning. Hmm? Have you ever been struck by lightning? Look it up. That's what those words mean. So uh, he said you're going to do that. He said you are going to be in danger of hell fire. Why? Because you have went and falsely said things because you did this without a cause because there's not a real cause. You just got irritated with the person. You're going to say things and you're going to destroy them. He said, I got news for you. He said, you may go before this tribunal justice system and you may go before the Sanhedrin. You may do that. Okay, so I want to say something to some of you folks. You get upset because maybe this person over here, they went to court and maybe the court system failed you. Okay, because they didn't maybe get what was due them. He said, but here's the thing. You are going to meet justice with God. You see, because that you, you're not going to get out of that. He said, because you're going to be in danger of hell fire. He said, you got to understand something. No matter what the world system does or says, and at that time it was a Sanhedrin and this tribunal council, that, you know, this is what they used in their system. And it was, it was really based out of the word of God and all the things uh, that uh, encompassed the, the Mosaic law. And he said, those things you're going to encounter if you do these different things. He said, but I'm going to tell you what. He said, you go so far and you're going to start falsely accusing because this is what that meant. Because saying to someone, and that word brother, it can mean family, church family, or it can mean your blood family. You see? And you and, and, and really, anybody, because uh, listen to me, we all are connected in one way or another. So this can mean anybody. You see what I mean? Because we all got the same mom and daddy from the garden. 
Don't sit there and act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Mama, Mama Eve, the Bible says she's the mother of all living. So every one of us, in one way or another, we are connected by Mama Eve and Adam in the garden. And so you cannot run around falsely accusing and saying things and trying to damage people's reputation because, one, don't you know a false accusation means a lie? Don't you understand that? And the Lord is making it clear. You're going to be in danger of hellfire. So tell me, why would you want to lie? Why, why would you want to do that? I mean, it's just so destructive and dangerous to you. Well, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you what's going on. Now, now, you know, you can sit there and say, well, you think you know everything. No, I know I don't. I don't know anything but what God gave me because I'll tell you what, I've been a fool myself in life, you know, with some of the stupid choices I made. But thank God for his mercy. Thanks God, but thank God for his forgiveness. Thank God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord for his forgiveness. I thank the Lord uh, that he reached down and he and he was willing to, to look at me and my, my horrible past and say, Lord, I'll pick you up and I'm going to clean you up and I want you to walk with me and I want you to serve me. You see, God, he's long-suffering. I'm not falling once. No, I fall, fell several times before the Lord finally shook me and said, get up and start walking with me and serve me and live for me. And obey what I'm saying. So that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm really trying. And uh, and the Lord knows that. You say, well, I don't want to have to try. So you're going to risk? You're going to risk opening your mouth and lying? When you know that you that have, all liars. The Lord didn't leave none of, none of, none of, nobody out. You say, well, I've lied in my life. I get that. So have I. So you know what you got to do? Repent. You know what that means? Find yourself a place to pray. And you tell the Lord, Lord, I am sorry for my lies. I am sorry for lying through my teeth about this, that, or the other. Huh? You better quit that. You're going to have to stop it. Because God means what he says. God is not playing. Huh? You hear it over here. Y'all hear it over here, and so many people say, "Well, I'm not whistling Dixie." Well, what that, you know, what that really means? Look, I'm not playing. This is, this is. I mean, I'm serious about what I'm saying. Listen, God is serious, and He's given us guidelines. He's given us His word. He's provided all those things. And the Bible says, as we read in Second Peter, in first one, uh, chapter one, and verse three, that God gives everything for life and godliness. God's trying to teach you how to live. But I'm gonna tell you what: if you're gonna be a Christian and you think you can sit there and lie, you have been fooled by the devil. Because you cannot lie. You gotta stop that. It's gotta fly. Don't sit there and falsely accuse people. Don't sit there and tell a lie so that you can go, uh, you know, uh, run off and do your lustful little thing. Ah, you're going to have to stop that. Huh? Now, if, you, if you're married, what'd you bother getting married for if you're going to go committing adultery? Huh? You, did you not know the commitment? Did you not understand the commitment? Because any of you Christians that got married... And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this too. If you were in the world when you got married, okay, I, I get that you came with the worldly views and all that kind of stuff. But I I would encourage everybody and I anybody I pastor, I'm gonna encourage them to do this as well. That if you come from the world, 
I think that the best thing for a person to do, I think you need to renew your vows under the eyes of the Lord and in, in the front of everybody that is a part of the body of Christ that you belong to. To renew your vows. You say, why would I do that? Because you you in a you in the army of the Lord now. And people need to understand, look, I serve the Lord. I'm making a commitment to this person that I'm going to follow what Jesus says. Okay, because if you were in the world, who knows what your vows were? Who knows where you went? When you went down the courthouse, you just kind of got it legally done up or whatever. I'm not saying that you're not legally married. What I'm saying is if you did it and it's legal and all that. But, but if you didn't do it in honor to God and, and following the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, and, and you say, well, we said a prayer. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm, I mean, if you were not serving God in the truth. Do you hear what I'm saying? If you didn't serve God in the truth. I believe emphatically somebody ought to, and especially you men, that and, and even women. Some I, I see women that have become so unfaithful. It just astounds me. It kind of blows me away. Because I've seen different ones that say different things. I remember reading uh, some articles that's talking about how uh, people are getting into this thing where they're called thruples. And this one woman, she she married to this man, and she wanted to have herself, you know, a lover on the side. Well, the man agreed with her and let her do it. And then that lover she got, I guess he got attached to her, and he's in love with her. And then she wanted to have another lover. On top of that one, her husband's okay with her getting a, another one. But this one didn't like that. Because he thought that he was her extra. You know what I'm saying? And so the world has got all kinds of ideas about marriage. they got all kinds of foolish ideas that does not match up with the word of God. And don't sit there and start quoting me, David, and start quoting me these other ones. Because I'm going to tell you what, we got a word about that too. Huh? Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, uh, well, I'll tell you what, we, we can go on about that. And we're going to talk about that one day. Because a lot of people want to quote that. And they want to say, well, you know, David had a bunch of wives and, and this and that. And, and you don't even know how to rightly divide the word of God. Don't you know the church of the living God? Those who have been baptized with the Holy Ghost. Don't you know that God has called us to a higher walk with him? Hallelujah. And you better walk higher. You better serve him in a holy way. You better honor God. Because I'm going to tell you what, if you don't, one way or another, there's going to be lies that are going to pop up. Uh-huh. Remember what we said earlier? Liar, liar, pants on fire. Hmm? Gonna burn all the way to hell. And you don't want to do that. It's gonna be hot. Have you ever burned yourself? I burned myself. I burned myself one time really bad. I burned myself a couple times really bad. And I'm gonna tell you what, it's memorable. It's memorable. I mean, I burned myself one time really bad as a little kid. And I was told... Because my aunt had gotten this new, you know, back in the 60s, it was a big thing. Somebody got an electric stove, and they just, whoo, this was just the greatest thing, I guess, since toast. I don't know. And uh, But anyway, uh, my aunt was in there cooking, and I was watching, and, and she said, don't touch that burner because it, it will burn you. It will burn the skin off of you. You don't do that. Well, I didn't believe her because everybody had gas stoves around me, and I'd never seen anything like a little red thing. You know, light up a little coral, coral, the coil, uh, you know, get red and all. Well, I, I put my hand on there after she walked out. Now, it already turned black. You know, it went from red to black because she turned it off. But she said, don't touch that because it will still be hot and it will burn you really bad. And I touched it anyway. 
and I got my hand burnt really bad. And uh, and then one time as an adult, I, I burned myself really bad too cooking. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, I still remember as a little kid being burnt. I remember how painful it was. Uh, and I remember as an adult when I got burnt now, now it, you know, it affects you and it hurts. Well, don't you know hell fires for eternity? Now, I know some Christians have gotten to the point where they believe in the lie that the devil's telling. Don't you know the devil's going to tell you lies? Don't you know the devil's going to try to lie to you and tell you there's no hell? Don't you know the devil's going to try to lie to you and tell you there ain't no hell fire? Well, Jesus said there was. Why are you calling him a liar and telling the devil he's telling the truth? Because he's the liar. Jesus said there's hell fire. You see what I'm saying? That's why I read that. I wanted y'all to understand. Jesus talked about hellfire. That's one of the things, because the Bible says all liars have their part in Revelation 21 and 8. At the end of all those other ones, the liar is he ain't leaving you out. If you a liar, he ain't leaving you out. You better quit it. And you, you, you know, you can say, well, it's just a part of my nature. Well, guess what? That's part of the human nature. And, and anybody could say that. You know, but that's the reason why you need that baptism of the Holy Ghost to give you the Hallelujah, thank you, Lord, to give you the power of the Holy Ghost in order to overcome those things, including being a liar. You see, because God hates it. He said it's an abomination to him. He don't like that. And don't you know? Didn't it say all the thing, those that commit abominable, the abominable? So. All of those you you Deuteronomy twenty two five you you wearing women's clothes you men wearing women's clothes and you women wearing men's clothes. The Bible says you're abomination. He said you're going you you're going to find yourself in a lake of fire. You're going to have to listen. Now the thing of it is a lot of it's just not popular to preach the truth. Not no more. People don't want to hear that. It's not popular to preach the truth. Matter of fact, people get mad at you. They won't kill you. They don't like it. And, you know, so I, I want to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this because God is saying, look, I want you to go tell them the truth. Tell them the word of God. Tell them uh, that they've got to repent and they've got to come out from among them and be separate. Hallelujah. Thank you. Come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. Amen. And uh, we've, we've got to live separately than the world. You know, in the world, they very easily run around telling lies. Because uh, I had somebody the other day just flat out lie right to my face. Now, this was an adult. And they're a family member. You say, how do you know? Well, they got caught in the lie, but they didn't realize they got caught. And uh, will I tell them? Oh, I might. I might, but I, I, I was a bit flustered when I realized that they had lied to me. But um, so, you know, sometimes you got to make sure you don't say things in anger. And so you got to be careful and you got to pray, take the time and let the Lord lead you. And so I won't do that. But um, I've been lied many times. But you know what? I've told lies too before I walk in repentance, you know. And uh, I, I don't want to lie because I know what the Bible says. It says all liars have their part in the lake of fire. And that fire going to burn forever. It ain't going to stop. And, the, and, and Jesus goes further because he says hellfire. He's talking about the torment of hell is going with you when, you, when hell's thrown into the lake of fire. That torment ain't going to stop. He said it's eternal torment. That's what that word hell there meant. So all of these liars that come to your door and says there's no hell, they're lying to you. 
And they're going to find hell themselves if they don't accept the truth of God. You know, because you've got to walk in the truth. You've got to serve God in the truth. You, you can't sit there and go around telling people lies like that. Because when you tell people there's no hell, then people don't have that fear of God that they need to have to keep them out of hell. And so they're going to be responsible for those people in hell. You think God's going to let them get away with that? No, 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 no. No, the Bible talks about false teachers over and over that they're not going to get away with it. The God is going to have their head. And, and by that I mean the Lord is not going to tolerate it. He's flat out not. There's going to be judgment coming. And so if you are a preacher that goes around and tells me, well, I don't preach like that. I don't, I don't tell people that they got to stop lying. They should know better. Well, what do you think the Bible says? What do you think the Bible says your responsibility is? You're supposed to be preaching and teaching. You're supposed to be telling people about the Word of God and what it says. You're not supposed to be sitting there and saying, what do you think a pastor's for? It's to guide them and lead them. You're not supposed to sit there and, 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 and wussy out of it. Yes, I said those words. You're just wussying out of it because you're afraid people are going to get upset with you and then they're just not going to pay their tithes or whatever else is your reason. You ain't going to be able to afford your Mercedes sitting out there in the parking lot of that church. Huh? You better repent because that's, you know full well that's filthy liquor. Mm-hmm. Driving around your $100,000 Mercedes or your $300,000 sports car, whatever you got. I, you know, and I'm going to say this. I ain't got a problem with a, pre, a pastor or a preacher driving a nice car. I don't even have a problem with a pastor driving a brand new car. I do not. I don't have a problem with a pastor driving a decent brand new car. And I know that there that cars are much more expensive than what they used to be. Matter of fact, a decent car can cost you $70,000, $80,000. I get that. But there's a point where it just goes way over. Because most people, the reason why they drive Mercedes, many, many times over, uh, they're doing it because they want to show off. And, and, and if you got, uh, you know, and then there's this limit that just goes way beyond. You know, such as $300,000 sports cars are driving around the Rolls Royce. No preacher should be doing that. And don't tell me that you earn your money from some other way. You ain't got no business. Huh? And you say, well, why are you saying that? Because you're lying to yourself. That's filthy liquor. You're lying to yourself. And all liars, even if you lie to yourself, you're going to find yourself in the lake of fire because you're lying to yourself, you see. And so with that said, I want to say I love y'all. I, I, I'm not kidding. I love y'all. You say you don't even know me. I know, but the Lord does, and His Holy Ghost is inside of me. And I love y'all, and that's why I'm telling you the truth. I want you to understand that. Because people need to be loved enough to be told the truth, you see. And so with that, I want to pray for y'all. Dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to, to tell people about your truth. And trying to help folks, Lord, get away from the spirit of lying. Because, God, you said that all lies are going to go to hell. They're all going to have a part in the lake of fire. So, God, I pray that the words that have been said and the scriptures that have been read, God, that it would not go void. But, God, that you reach in there to somebody and reach them before it's too late. Because, Lord, somebody might tell a lie right before they die. And then they lost forever, Lord. And so I'm, I'm pleading with you, Lord, to help them out. 
Help them, Lord, to get right and stay right and to stop all that lying in Jesus' name. And so with that said, may the Lord keep you and bless you. And may you have a good week. And we'll see you all on Friday, if the Lord willing. And uh, like I said, I want to encourage you all to listen to The Eunuch Preacher. That is our YouTube channel, uh, The Eunuch Preacher. It's our ministry that we got going on. And uh, you can download our Wednesday night Bible studies or you can download our Sabbath services, which are done on Saturdays. You can download those after we are done. We all pre-record everything and then we download it. And so sometimes on Wednesday, you may not be able to get to it until late Wednesday night by the time everything gets done. Uh, because I don't do the loading up. My spouse does that because I'm not too savvy on those things. But uh, the same with Saturday. It might be done later in the evening. Uh, or you might be able to watch it and listen to it the next day. But uh, with all that said, I really would encourage you uh, to, to consider the Lord Jesus Christ and all that he's called us to do. All that he's called us to do. Let's get right and stay right. And with that said, may the Lord keep you and bless you. Amen. I'm out.